Hello and welcome to the Learn Chinese Insights podcast, brought to you by ChineseLearnOnline.com, your progressive online Mandarin course. In each episode, I interview someone who has learned Chinese as a second language to find out how they learned it and what they're doing it with it these days. Um, so, in this episode, I'm happy to have Xiao Fei. Uh, before we begin, Xiao Fei, can you give us a short introduction in Chinese, and then we'll go from there. Nali的大学用用英文科,可是我还可以选中文的科,所以我觉得这是比较好,因为我的要求都是英文的,可是我也可以用中文的双科。现在我写一个中文部落歌,就是帮人出瀑布玩,因为我是一个瀑布迷人,我爱大自然,我爱玩水,所以我写很多相机地图,帮人出山里的瀑布和湖泊,特别漂亮出玩水的地方。Okay, very good. So a lot of info there. So you said you're an American? Yep. Uh, and yeah, you went to university. And so you said originally you were doing it all in Chinese? Originally, I went to a engineering university here called Kaohsiung University of Applied Sciences. Mm-hmm. And all of those courses uh, were in Chinese, mm. which which was actually quite difficult um, specifically because of the tests. So mm. even though I could actually sit through the lectures and I could do okay during the lectures and, you know, anything I missed, uh, I could kind of figure it out and look it up online, things like that. Uh, when it, when it came to the tests, uh, all the tests were, uh, kind of in comp- written in Chinese and, and it's very complicated Chinese. Mm. Uh, you know, we're talking about things like, uh, uh, chemistry and, and the, uh, and physics and, you know, chemical structures of metals and things like that. And, uh, it was a lot of words that I wouldn't know in English. Mm. Uh, and in Chinese, it, it just proved very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And the way the university system works here is that the, the tests are really all that matters. No, nothing else matters. And in terms of your grades, the, the test is all that matters. There's, there's two tests, just the, um, you know, a, a midterm and a final. Hmm. And those eclipse anything else you do during the semester. Hmm. So, you know, even though I was working very hard and uh, I was learning the material, uh, I, I wasn't able to perform well on the tests. And that just basically, I should have failed everything. They were very nice. They gave me the <laughs> minimum passing score of 60. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I didn't feel like it was worth the amount of effort I, I was putting in. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't think studying in Chinese actually really helped my language. It helped my listening very well. Uh, mm-hmm. actually, I, uh, because the professors talk very fast, um, 
that really improved my listening skills. But overall Chinese skills, I, I don't think taking uh, complicated classes in Mandarin is, is helpful mm. uh, because unless maybe you're at a very, very high level, but, but because that that's just, you know, thousands of new words every day. Like I can, I can figure most of them out by context, uh, but it's too much to really remember and retain. Right. It was too beyond your level. Yeah, it was, it was, it's, Science. It's science and engineering uh, in Chinese. So, had I been taking the class in English, it would also have been new words for me. Mm, got it. Uh, may, so, maybe a humanities class, you know, would be okay. Uh, right. But, but not these. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, step back before this. So, what brought you to Taiwan in the first place? Uh, well, I was uh, uh, actually I originally tried to to go to university in, in Nepal. I liked uh, uh, I liked Nepal. I'd been there a few times, and uh, and I went there and and had some problems with the university there. And then that was the end of my my four year plan. Like I had planned to go there for four years. I'd set up a you know the the funds and the the time and everything. Uh, and then after a few months, it all, it all fell through. So I was kind of, you know, in, in Central Asia with, uh, uh, no plan anymore. So mm-hmm. I, um, I moved around a little bit. My, you know, my family's in Israel, went to Israel, couldn't find a job, uh, looked online, um, found, uh, uh some work in China. And I, uh, I moved to China to teach English, uh, and the pollution in China is very severe. For for anyone who hasn't actually been to China uh, or lived in China, uh, in terms of air pollution, uh, it, it's not on any scale that you would have seen in Europe or the U.S. or or uh, any any of these countries. It, it's completely beyond uh, something that you know we can really visualize without actually going there and experiencing it. Uh, my, I used to hang out my clothes to dry, and when I, I took them in, they, they would smell like a nail polish remover or turpentine. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, and I was in one of the cities, I was in Hangzhou, which is considered a, a cleaner city, mm. uh, compared to some of the other large city, cities like, uh, uh, Shanghai or, um, Beijing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so I, I left and, and I had a friend here in, in Taiwan who's just said, like, you know, come here, sleep on my couch. And, uh, and so I did it just kind of as a way to leave my, the, my current situation at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, I came here and, uh, I didn't have, uh, uh, you know, I'm studying university now. So I actually, I didn't have a, a college degree. I wasn't able to get a work visa. Uh, and work here so i um i liked it though and i wanted to stay and at the time americans could only get 30-day visas and it you know so i had to go to to hong kong every month Mm. uh and that was uh that was just way too much so uh i figured out how to get a visa and that was to study chinese so I actually just started studying Chinese as a, a way of um, just staying in the country because I could get a, a six-month study visa. Mm. Uh, it's basically, it's basically, it's, it's, it's not a tourist ARC. It's a, it's a 
a visitor visa that's extendable. So, oh. so, so you could stay in the country six months without uh, having to leave. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I started studying Chinese and, um, I liked it and it wasn't, it's not that difficult. Um, as, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not as difficult as it seems before you start studying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just kept doing it. So when you, had you picked up any Chinese when you're in China? No, no, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even try. Um, uh, I just, made some made a little bit of money like actually quite a lot pay in china I, I feel like it's pretty good uh and uh uh and got out as fast as i could all right so when you started this class here in taiwan how how long after that did you enroll in the course in the actual degree course um two years oh, okay so after but i was I wasn't studying Chinese the whole time. Uh, I, actually, I I uh, I studied for a year pretty much uh, every day, uh, and then for the year after that, um, it was very difficult for me to find uh, uh, group classes uh, because um, you know for beginner Chinese it's very easy, mm-hmm. uh, but for for more advanced Chinese it's it's much more uh, difficult to find. Uh, not just people who are on your level, but you know, once uh, as people improve in their language, they're they kind of tend to focus in different areas. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe you know, maybe they're kind of at the same sort of level than you, but in you know, doing going in a completely different directions. So uh, so finding finding group classes was more difficult, and and private lessons were quite quite expensive. So. Um, you know, it was very easy to improve very quickly up to the, uh, you know, for the first year. Uh, but after that, um, you know, my progress was a lot slower, uh, uh, just because of the inability, like the, the inavailability of, of group classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the last two years, just, just being in university, then I've <laughs> not, not much improvement there. Uh, university, uh, just, so much effort goes into to like just getting a grade that uh, uh, I feel like it's counterproductive to to actually learning the language. Mm, I see. And so then you mentioned in the intro that uh, so you switched from this university to a different program that was in English. I switched. Yes. Uh, now now I go to a university in Taoyuan and I I study uh, business and the entire program is in English. Mm-hmm. But I still take some Chinese classes, mm-hmm. and I find that uh, it's it's very very nice when you have um, the ability to select Chinese classes, and those those are your um, you know those are your electives. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have eight eight Chinese classes a week, you know right. that. Are, Required courses that you need to graduate. You instead, you know, you can just select one or two, and and that that really makes it a lot more. At least for me, it really made it a lot more uh, doable, enjoyable, um, and and I do I do improve in that situation mm-hmm. uh, where where it's just one or two college courses in Chinese a week instead of eight. Right. So in your in the classes that are done in English. Your classmates are all local Taiwanese. No, everybody's a 
it's an international program. I, oh, I, I think it's it's only available for international students, but but Taiwanese students who are enrolled can still select, select those courses as um, electives. I see. Just just like I can select courses from their program, they can select courses from from our program, mm-hmm. but they're not enrolled in that program. Okay. So um, so almost all the courses, almost almost all of my classmates are uh, are foreigners. Um, most of them are from uh, Mongolia, Vietnam, uh, Indonesia, Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only there's only uh, three or four who are are from uh, the United States, or uh, there's some French students. I think there's a German student. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually not a very big university. And are you happy with the quality of the program there? Oh yeah, I love it. It's great. Hmm. All right. So uh, then you mentioned that on the on the side you started a Chinese blog on waterfalls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's, it's also in English. Um, but uh, I, I do uh, the main focus of it is to be in Chinese. But it's pretty easy to write the English part, uh-huh. so I do that. Uh, yeah. I um. Kind of over the course of the last few years, I somehow became a waterfall expert in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and so on my blog now, I think there's 104 uh, different locations, uh, mm-hmm. most of which are waterfalls, but there's also like uh, wild hot springs and um, like lakes. Uh, and, and I only put places that are, uh, you know, free public places, not not like uh, hot spring hotels or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, kind of natural places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I like to. I just drive around the island and I, I go to waterfalls, and I use uh, satellite imagery to to locate the waterfalls. So actually, a lot of the waterfalls I go to are are places that are, you know, were thought destroyed or maybe. Um, People haven't visited, and I don't, I don't think I'm the first person ever to visit them. But you know, the people who have visited them before probably haven't put them online. Oh, I see. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, the, they're um, they're, they're, off not, the, they're off the beaten path. Uh, they are, yeah. Um, and, and there's a ton of them. I, I've located uh, well over three thousand already uh, just by satellite imagery. Um, oh, and, so you and, look them up on the satellite first, and then you try to find them yourself. Yes, uh, I look. I look. Yeah, uh, I in in some cases there's also, um, you know, maybe I can find some information on other on other Chinese blogs about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, kind of my my favorite thing to do is is find a place that I think is uh, uh, unvisited, and uh, and I'll find it and find a way to get to it, which is. Usually involves a lot of uh, scrambling up rocks in the river, and um, uh, you'd be amazed how many different types of plants have thorns. There are oh. just a lot of plants <laughs> with with thorns. They don't, um, they don't want you coming in there. <laughs> uh, yes, they have. They have claimed the jungle as their uh, their habitat. Uh, uh, so I, I definitely I get a lot of uh, scratches, and um, uh, despite that, I, I still go in with shorts. Um, and how has uh, the how has the reception been from people who have read your blog and such? Ninety nine percent positive. Uh, <laughs> but, 
No, I, I don't. I don't mean in terms of positive or negative. I mean, are people interested in this stuff? Like, have you found a lot of people? Because obviously, this is information that's very difficult to find on their own. Otherwise, somebody had to go dig it up and put it there for them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I I have, I have a lot of um a, a lot of actually really uh, nice reception. I I started um I, I've been going to waterfalls for a few years, but I just started the blog a few months ago, and already have more than thirteen thousand followers on Facebook. Wow. And, so, uh, uh, yeah. And, and what would about, what would you say the mix is as far as like local Taiwanese? I guess the Chinese versus the English, as far as the the people following. I'm not 100% sure on Facebook. I, I could look it up. But on, on the website, like the people visiting the website, yeah. uh, about, about two-thirds to 70% are using um, Chinese as their really? browser language. And uh, so, th- so they leave comments and do you interact with them that way? Oh, yeah. And uh, just recently, because it, it's become more popular, uh, uh, I've been interacting a lot with the other – with Taiwanese people who – who do the same thing mm-hmm. uh they don't necessarily have a blog but you know they they spend a lot of time in the rivers they you know kind of hunt fantastic uh, uh places and uh uh some of them are do it professionally uh others are just uh um, it, it retired and this is kind of like their their athletic hobby mm-hmm. uh uh, yeah, there's some really great reception with them. It's actually been really, really fun talking with them. Now, when, the, when they come to the blog, is it apparent that it's run by a foreigner? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one is my, my pictures on there. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, the Chinese is not, not 100% uh, mm-hmm. uh, correct. I, um, I, I do have my uh, girlfriend help me edit it. Uh, but she is, she's not that invested in it. You know, I'll sure. write something and she'll, she'll do some corrections so it's not, uh, completely terrible. Uh, but I, but I'm sure it's still noticeable that it's, uh, uh, it wasn't written by a native speaker. It was simply edited by a, a native speaker. Sure. So other than the, the quality of the content there, is there, a fascination from the audience that wow, there's a foreigner here who's writing on this subject in Chinese. Yes, uh, there. Uh, you can kind of see when when uh, uh, when people share my uh, posts around Facebook. You know, sometimes they'll they'll write something, uh, and a lot of them write things like, uh, uh, you know, this this person knows Taiwan better than a mm. Taiwanese person. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of people write things like that, or uh, you know, like I've lived here 20 years and I didn't know that this place was right next door to my house. Yeah. Uh, you know, this this foreigner, like, uh, uh, you know, like Tanxianjia, yeah. uh, like the mm-hmm. explorer, things like that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Now, is this something that you think you can make a business out of? Yeah, I think that uh, uh, eventually maybe I can get some sponsorships. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, I don't want to put any ads on my blog. Uh, actually, I've, I've already had some people approach me to put ads on there, and I feel like that reduces the the content, like the quality of the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that a lot of people like it because I'm not really selling them anything. I'm just giving information. 
Right. Um, and, uh, so, uh, what, what I would like to do maybe, maybe next year is, uh, try to do like a, maybe a TV show or a, um, you know, sp- kind of sponsored videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that that's a way to uh, earn, earn earn some money off it without without really reducing the quality, um, so that you know people can still enjoy it. Right. So back to your degree when you when you finish that, do you have any plans? What do you want to do after that? Yeah, I think I'll go for a master's also in Taiwan. Okay. And then long term career wise, is do you want to focus on the blog or are there other things you want to do? Uh, I I don't think that I mean I I would love to to focus on the blog, but uh, to have that as my long term career goal might might be a bit of a risky gamble. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean that that would that would be amazing if I could you know just continue to just play in the water all the time and get paid right. for that. Exactly. Uh, that's a dream. Uh, yeah, that's a dream, and and that's what I'll try to do, but uh. Uh, you know, I am. I'll probably be going for a, an MBA or, mm-hmm. or or something similar, and and uh, hopefully I start studying Chinese again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, if I graduate uh, being uh, fluent in Chinese with an MBA uh, from Asia, I, I think that actually I'll have quite a lot of options there. Right. Um, just just in case playing in the water doesn't work out. <laughs> And so, looking back at the the journey you went through to to get from where you were to where you are now, is there anything you you would have done differently if you were to go back? Um, I, I I'm not somebody who can really uh, study by myself. I don't I don't study at home. I can't use those phone apps. Uh, uh, I try, but uh, it just it just doesn't work for me. Uh, I'll eventually just settle into a pattern of ignoring all of it. Uh, so uh, I I wish I had been able to um, take more classes. For for me, all of the Chinese I I know pretty much it's it's all come from from classes, uh, and and not not college style classes, just uh, kind of more relaxed conversation classes. Uh, uh, you know, five or six people or less. Um, I studied at a, a school called TLI, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I um, uh, those those were fantastic. Uh, I don't know if it's something I I specifically you know would have done differently because in, in some cases the there just weren't classes available. Like I wanted to take them, but they just weren't available. Right. Uh, but but I wish I had been able to to find more group classes and stay in it uh, because. The last kind of two and a half years, my level hasn't really changed much. My my listening has definitely improved. I you know I can uh, participate in conversations with more than one person now, which is a you know uh, uh, it's a big difference between talking to somebody one on one and then you know being in a group mm-hmm. uh, because one is pe- uh, Taiwanese people. Uh, I, I found this in, in every country I've been to and traveled to that uh, 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 people always revert to kind of the dominant language. And so if if uh, uh, if there's 
two people who, sh- who share the same language, it's, it's very hard for them to uh, continue to to change that language for the third person uh, oh, okay. in in the group. So so once you have two two Taiwanese people uh, in the conversation, then their Chinese speed increases, their language changes, their uh, you know it's it's completely different type of Chinese than if they're just speaking to you directly. Right. Uh, so so. Um, definitely, you know, I, I've had improvements where I, I can, you know, be in groups now, uh, whereas two and a half years ago, um, even if my vocabulary was more or less the same, I wasn't able to to be in groups and participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I, I definitely wish I had um, been able to to spend more time in classes. Uh, that uh, that's that's the main thing there. Now, other than English and Chinese, have you learned any other languages in the past? Uh, no, I, I I've studied some other languages. I, I studied Nepali when I was in Nepal, um, but uh, uh, as soon as I started studying Chinese, I I pretty much forgot all of that. Uh, uh, and you had, I, you you had mentioned earlier that when you started taking the the Chinese classes, you found it easier than you thought it would be. Like learning the Chinese. Oh yeah, like within three months, you can. I, I was able to, um, you know, do things like order food and you know make make odd jokes. Uh, <laughs> it was um, yeah, yeah, definitely within three months, it was you know became a person, you know, not just a idiot like pointing at things and making grunting noises. Uh, and uh, you know, six months. Uh, uh, you know, was able to to talk, but um, yeah, for sure, Chinese Chinese was uh, um, not as daunting as uh, it seemed. Yeah, because to to many people, they consider or the impression is that Chinese is one of the harder languages to learn. Right? Uh, well, I, I'm still even. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of characters. Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe a thousand or so, which sounds like a lot, but you know, when you try to start reading things, it's you know, it, it ends up being being nothing. Like, uh, uh, despite you know being able to converse quite quite well, I, I I'm more or less illiterate. Uh, and, so, but but uh, when you write your blog, you're writing that in Chinese. So is it just using those thousand characters? No, because when you type using the Pinyin script, you you're actually typing phonetically. And then the words pop up, and I can recognize the characters out of context because because oh, I, I, I I know specifically which ones I'm looking for. But, but you, had, would, you wouldn't be able had, to produce them on your own. Well, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to write them by hand. No, right, that, right, right. Um, uh, but also, uh, were were those um, characters to be in completely different contexts, I, I also might not recognize them. Got it. Like. Uh, 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 you know, when I, if I type in a specific uh, sound and and ten character characters pop up, I, I can select the one I want out of those ten. Mm-hmm. But if that if that character was just randomly inserted into a sentence somewhere, yeah. uh, I, I might not notice. I might not recognize it. Okay. So the thousand is are the ones that you know very well. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just saying that number. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can read like com- I, I I can read anything pretty much that uh, uh, I say to somebody on Facebook. 
Okay. Like, you know, we, we have Facebook conversations that kind of, uh, hey, how are you? What's up? What are you doing this weekend? Oh, I went here. Um, my meeting was canceled, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sick or whatever, all, all that stuff. Like, that, that's yeah. pretty the basics, easy yeah. for me to, to read. Uh, uh, but, um, uh, more complicated stuff, uh, like what would be in a textbook. Yeah. Um, that, then I just, I'm just lost. Now, are there any other skills you wish you had developed? Writing is one of those things that I think probably doesn't need a, uh, a classroom. You know, I mean, sure, go, go to the classroom and start the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, it's just time. And, and it's not, you know, we're talking like 10 years, 15 years. That's, you know, that's how long it takes Taiwanese people to learn how to write. You know, they mm-hmm. start there when they're six years old and in high school, you know, they're still doing it. Uh, so, so just kind of like a daily writing of characters. Uh, that's something that I wish I had, uh, uh, done just from day one. Uh, you know, and just not stopped every, you know, just done it every day for four years. Uh, uh, I think that's, um, something that's very hard to do, but it's actually quite important. And it's the same way that Taiwanese people do it. You know, they're in school or they're, they're writing every day. They have, you know, uh, kind of character books, the same, they're not necessarily the same characters, but you know, they're the same type of thing that, uh, people are doing when they're learning it as a second language. Uh, and there's no, there's no shortcut for it. It's just time. So that's interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of people think the opposite. They think that writing takes so much time and it's maybe the least used skill in day to day because everything's typing these days. Yes. But if you ever want to get a job in, in, um, you know, any kind of uh, Chinese speaking environment, especially if you want to be in management, mm-hmm. the documents you're going to get are, um, going to be in Chinese. And if you can't read the document, you can't sign it, uh, and then you're not really a productive member of the team anymore. Uh, but do, you, do you think it's possible to learn to read but not to write? Yeah. The way you learn to read, I think, is by writing. I, I think that the, the purpose of writing characters every day is because you will remember those characters that you write. Uh, you'll recognize them when you see them because you've written them. Uh even if you can't remember how to spontaneously write them by hand, mm-hmm. you you will better recognize that that character because you've seen it, you've written it, and you've seen yourself write it. And mm-hmm. you know, and you more intimately know the the you know the strokes and the way it looks and the you know different radicals in it because uh, it's something that you've you've practiced as opposed to just kind of memorized with a flashcard. And perhaps it'll help you understand their script as well. Like when people write on pieces of paper, sometimes it looks very different than what you it's, would see. Uh, yes, it's, it's very, very, um, it's very sloppy. Exactly. Uh, and um, I understand because my English handwriting is actually very sloppy. My my Chinese handwriting is actually very clear and legible. I, I, I write it like a, a student would write it. Um, so maybe that means you haven't written enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm starting to be sloppier with some some characters, uh, which I, I'm actually quite proud of now. Now that right. uh, my my handwriting is is uglier, I'm like, hey, check it out! Like, look <laughs> how, look how terribly I wrote this uh, character, and you can you're, still read it. You know, you're that's, becoming that's more native. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but but it's definitely it's, it's grueling, boring, you know, work to do. Just just you know. 
spend 10, 15 minutes every day just, just doing it. Um, uh, uh, I didn't do it, but to anyone listening, I recommend you do. Now, just a little bit earlier, you mentioned after a few months you were able to tell jokes. I found that that's a little bit difficult because what they find funny is different than what we find funny. Do you find that? Yes. Uh, uh, I, and, and I find that a lot of, it's not just me, a lot of foreigners I think are, are good at this, is that the, the words to us that sound similar right. not, are, don't, don't sound similar to Taiwanese people. Exactly. So, right. So, but because we think they sound similar, uh, we make a lot of puns about them. Right. Or, uh, I do. I make lots of puns. And, uh, uh, and then Taiwanese people, like, when they, when they think about it, they're like, oh, they do sound similar. That's funny. But, mm. but it's not, it's not something that, you know, they would have automatically just thought of uh, on their own. Yeah. So, you have to explain it to them then. <laughs> Um, not the same. Well, it's just not, it's not exactly explaining it to them. It's it's uh, uh, it's it's just using two two similar sounds that uh, uh, they wouldn't confuse, mm-hmm. but but they could understand how how you know somebody else would confuse it. Right. Uh, and and those confusions are 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 funny. So. So, you know, if you change your tone of voice or something like that, when you say it to kind of indicate that, you know, you're making a pun or something like that, uh, right. uh, then they, you know, pick up on it right away. And they, they also think it's funny. Um, uh, I, I have great fun with uh, with Chinese puns. It's, it's, um, yeah. And conversely, I've also seen it the other way where they'll tell me a joke and I'm like, I don't get it. And they're like, because these two sound the same. and They don't sound the same to me at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. They they laugh at least. So. Exactly. <laughs> who, who knows? Who know, Maybe it's just funny to me. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, good. Thanks. That was uh, very informative. Um, so I'll I'll put a link to your blog that people can check thanks. out and see what you're up to. And uh, yeah, thank you again for your time. Yeah, thanks a lot. Have a good one.